Hello world, this is TJ Morris, and this is TJ Morris ET Radio. Welcome aboard all you ground troops spinning around smartly on the planet. We're real excited tonight. We've been looking forward to this, gosh, for over a year, and uh, I'm real excited to work with Dr. Sam Osmanagic in Houston, and Dr. Samir Osmanagic is spelled a little different but by his native language so we're hoping that uh, we do it justice today and I've asked uh, Thomas R. Becker my associate director to assist me today and I don't see Dr. Uh, Sam's phone number on here so let me get Dr. let me get a mad painter can you hear me now I am here wonderful have you heard from Dr. Sam uh, no, ma'am. <laughs> okay. Well, he's been talking to me all week, so it's seven central. So it's it's is it eight Eastern on your account there? Uh, yes, it is. It's eight oh four. Okay. Well, you, would you see if you can bring him in? Can you see him on Skype? Oh, uh, he's showing away on Skype. Yeah. Okay, well, I know I've got a lot of people looking forward to it, and he's assured me even in the last 24 hours. I made sure he was going to be here. He said, of course. So he may be running a few minutes late, and that's okay tonight. Uh, So, folks, uh, I'll pull him up here on Skype, and I gave him the correct phone number. I'm showing, uh, let me see. I'll make sure I don't have any messages from him that something, because he was flying into Houston, and you never know. Uh, if he got a later flight, I hope not, because this man is so busy. Uh, at 5.03, uh, he was expecting to be here, and at 4.57, he said, I resent everything to your email address. So uh, we've been in constant contact, which is hard because he is a world traveler, folks, and I will get into a lot of what he does while we're waiting on him. But, Ahmed, if you'll watch the board, I don't know if he wanted me to try to contact him or not. But you know how to do that. You can watch it. Uh, and uh, believe it or not, uh, I don't even – huh? Watch what? I'm watch. on Skype. I can't see your board. No. <laughs> no, but you and I both can see him when he pops on, right? Yeah, I'm watching the- to see if he comes on Skype. <laughs> and I sent him a okay. message, you know. He right. hasn't answered. Well, you, want to, you want to introduce yourself, or would you like me to? Because uh, you're pretty good at uh, this, being an old I pro. guess I'm. I'm a mad painter, also known as Thomas R. Becker, and I'm a author, radio host, artist, uh, producer, uh, director of the ACO. Uh, just just a plain old guy thirsting after knowledge and trying to figure out what things are supposed to be. <laughs> That's about <laughs> all there is about me. Very humble, very I'm humble really simple. soul. Are you? You're really simple? <laughs> Not hard to figure out at all. Hey, pretty much. Well, folks, <laughs> we're really... What you uh, hear on the radio, like, that's me. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you're helping me create community with the ACO Club and ACO Association and even the UFO Association. And 
this advanced communications with Dr. Sam Samaras Montegich. He has a PhD, but he is Bosnian born, but he is a resident of Houston. He's an author, researcher, and businessman, which doesn't even do him justice because he's got so much going on. His books are The Bosnian Valley of Pyramids, The World of the Maya, which is an excellent book. Uh, there's plenty more. His education faculty of political science in Sarajevo and uh, movies Buried Land. And uh, he does so much work out there with uh, pyramids and uh, Dr. Sus- Samir, but we call him Dr. Sam. It just makes it a little easier. Uh, Dr. Sam, also known as Sam Monagich, is a business-born human, I guess one might say, great spirit. And uh, he wrote in the book, where perhaps those who were ready picked up in spaceships by their mentors from the Pleiades star cluster. That's actually quoted believe it or not, with a great picture of him. Now, he was born June 1st, 1960, in Zenica, which was uh, SFR Yugoslavia, also known as Samos Monagic. And uh, he went to Houston, where I grew up and went to high school. I was born in Louisiana, raised in Houston in 1992. Now, he's best known for promoting a project in central Bosnia, Bosnia uh, near the town of Vasoko, uh, and that so-called Bosnian pyramids is what it says in uh, – well, that's what we call them, so that's what they are. So uh, the uh, there's five of them, and we're going to be talking about those with uh, Dr. Sam, I hope. Uh, now, today is Wednesday, and this is the date he booked, and I looked it up on the huge PDF that he has that we can go through. But he has worked all over the world, and he I, he's bound to be tired because he just travels constantly. He was just flying into Houston. But uh, he's very enthusiastic about pyramids. He completed a doctorate in social sciences, but uh, he is working with many, many people around the world, including geologists and archaeologists and other scientists. Uh, but uh, I don't know how he's finding the time to come be with us to get an oral archive, but he's agreed to it. Uh, I've spoken with him twice before uh, through the years since 2016. Now, he uh, founded a manufacturing company called Met Company in Houston in 1995. He's the CEO of that. And then in 2006, he founded the Bosnian Pyramids of the Sun Foundation, and that's to support his excavations and construction of an archaeological park. And he served as the uh, executive director. Okay. Uh, You want to try and call that number, Ahmed, or do you want me to? I just saw that phone number. I see I've got this. Let's see. Hold on. Let me see if I can do that. He may be waiting for a call. Let me see if I can get on the board here. Studio. Well, now the number's gone away. Let's see. Let me... Okay. I didn't write that number down. I'll have to go look it up. I can't do five things at once, though. My brain tries to. You think he would expect us to call him? Maybe he's waiting on the call, you know? Uh, I had told him to call in direct. Yeah, he might think you're supposed to call him. Well, let me grab a pen here out of my purse. Hopefully I can 
find one that stayed on computer all day, but let's see here. You never can tell, folks, even though we put everything in writing. Let me go see. Amanda, can you hit it one more time? Maybe it'll come up on my screen. Let's see. Uh, that's so embarrassing. Oh, I've got it. Okay, I can see it. I had to go over to Skype. Eight. Okay. Folks, give me just a minute. <laughs> Nothing like producing a... He may be thinking he's going to be live because we're not doing a live audio, uh, video today. But uh, I will do my... Oh, here. Now that's you. Okay, let me see if I've got this number right. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Well, Ahmed, let's see if I can get him on here. I'm going to put this in the trolley here. Eight, three, two. Really? That doesn't sound like Houston, but he may have. You probably shouldn't be saying it out loud. Yeah, I only said the area code. It says it's dialing. <laughs> Great. Busy. Okay. It can stop any time. Why will it not stop? You probably have to hang <laughs> it up. It there it goes. Uh, yeah, I had hung it up, but it took a few minutes. Yeah, he's probably on he a business that. call or something. Yeah, let's see. Now, he said seven. He Maybe he just lost track of time because he travels constantly. Uh, I'm going to grab his uh, <laughs> PDF here. Let's see, Sam. Uh, his his complete schedule is unbelievable. If you can pull it up under lectures, guided tours, and schedule for Dr. Osamanagic, but I'm actually listed. Uh, probably the most famous I've ever been. Lectures, guided tours, and schedule. Now, I'm going to drop down from January. I'm just going to give you an idea how busy this guy is because I find it extremely interesting. I'm mad. This is embarrassing. This man goes all over the world. From January, he had on this... Uh, he was in Sarajevo, and then uh, in Bosnia, he did an interview on TV on the 7th of January, RTV Visoko, and then he was uh, on U.S. YouTube TV. Then he took uh, on the 9th. On the 10th, he was in Istanbul, and then from the 11th, he was in Dubai, the 12th Dubai, and he did different things, Abu and then Sribani Yas Island, the 14th. Muscat, Sultan Qaboos, the mosque, 16th, Kassab Castle uh, on the 17th, Dubai. So he's been all over, and then he went to Frankfurt, Germany. He stayed at the Holiday Inn. This is all for anybody to see, folks, how busy this is. I mean, this is just in January. We haven't even got out of that month yet. So on the 22nd, he was in Frankfurt, 23, from Germany down to Johannesburg or Johannesburg in Africa, 23rd. And then on 24th through the 31st, just his amazing man, how he jumps all over the world. But he did the sacred journey to Africa with Dr. Michael Tellinger and Dr. Samus Monagich, or just Michael Tellinger, I guess. And then back to the 25th at South Africa University, of which Waters lay in the original center. Then uh, South Africa, Pretoria, the Swain Crater. And all in South Africa, he stayed, it looks like, and then he went on a safari the 30th and 31st, 
and Swaziland giant footprint uh, lion cavern on the 29th and then a safari. Then February, he went from the national park, the Great Zimbabwe National Park, uh, back to Frankfurt, back to Sarajevo. He wears me out. I mean, I'm absolutely amazed. And he was doing some construction work on the park. And then he had to film uh, BBC on the 14th through the 17th of February. And then another uh, interview with Ren TV from Russia at the Ohio Serpent Mount. And uh, then he went to March back. Uh, he did a Belgian magazine interview, La Soir. Uh, Lesour, I don't know how you say it, Lesour, and then RTV in March, and uh, Kathy McGowan and her group in Bosnia. Uh, then they went on the Bosnian Spring Equinox tour, and uh, then he took a flight from the park in the Ravine Tum- Rovni Tunnels back to uh, Amsterdam. So right now he's on the phone, I guess. Let me see. Switchboard, no callers. This is very interesting because I know he is very loyal. Is he not, Doc? Uh, Ahmed? He's so professional. But uh, he he was doing a lecture in Amsterdam in March, uh, and then uh, April back to Bosnia, Norway. Goodness, Sarajevo. Then he had a lot of media done, and then Istanbul. Then he went to, on the 13th, he went to Ho Chi Minh City in Vietnam. And, uh, <laughs> and then he, on the 15th, he did a project, the Ba Chong Balancing Rocks film documentary. And then, has anybody gotten tired yet? I mean, this is, this is unbelievable how this man travels the world. So we're lucky to catch him tonight. But believe me, we were all, it's got to be something just off the wall. So he'll be calling in in a minute, I hope. So he went to the temple of volcanic cliff. It's called Gandadia, granite megalith, new Dabia, and filming documentary, the 17th, and then back into Hanoi for a lecture, 14th to the 17th, back to Bangkok, and then to Melbourne, Australia, on the 18th and 19th in April, Melbourne, Australia, and he went to Anti Gravitational Hill in Woodend, and then uh, he went to visit the Aboriginal sacred site, Hanging Rock, documentary filming about the Shrine of Remembrance and other things. Then he flew to Melbourne, Ayers Rock, Australia, and he did the Aboriginal sacred site, the Luru Base Walk, filming a documentary. Then the Valley of Winds Walk, flights, Uruburu, Brisbane, then uh, he went to Gympie Pyramid and Uniting Church Megalithic Wall. And he did a lecture in Brisbane, April 18th through the 21st. Then uh, flew back to uh, the Melbourne Carroll Cost Center, 16th to the 19th. That was the Brisbane-Melbourne flight. To uh, From there he went on the 29th to Beijing. And then back to Beijing, Vienna, Sarajevo. Let me check while I'm, I'm on one screen reading. I have to go check on the other one. Now, May, goodness sakes, uh, <laughs> he went to Sweden, Czechoslovakia, Bulgaria, arena group with Solovinia. Uh, that's a big Visoko 10 mi- mi- museum tour, and then KCOR in Las Vegas interview. 
on the 4th, and then talk to groups at the park in Ravne, 15th through 17th. Then journey to prehistorical Turkey tour, goodness, 17th to the 26th. And uh, um, then Istanbul, Hyperdrome, Obelisk, and Archaeological Museum, and the Blue Mosque in Turkey. And then on the 19th, I met, he went to Gobekli Tepe, yay, the megalithic site. Who doesn't want to go there in Turkey? I'm mad you and you've been there a little awesome. bit, right? What? That'd be awesome. I'd love to go there. <laughs> Me too. Then uh, he went to the Mount Nimrod, Nimrod Tumulus, and then Kul Tepe, Kanesh Archaeological Site, Qumran and the Karum Tablets, Cappadocia Underground City. So he's doing all this research, right, comparing what's in the hills of uh, Bosnia, and we have all these underground, like Gobekli Tepe, and all this, uh, comparing it to like 30,000 years ago, uh, but, you know, we uh, he's gotten an archaeological, uh, what do they call those artifacts, out of uh, Bosnia, and they've been, uh, they did a carbon dating on something that came out, I'm not sure what that is yet, he may share it with us. And then the Hattush Hittite Kingdom in Turkey, and the uh, Gordon Capital of Phrygian Empire, Ankara Anatolian Civilizations Museum all around Turkey. So he's been doing all this investigation in May, and he did a radio podcast, guided tour of Mohaji's group park. Uh, went back to Bosnia on the 28th, the last three days. He had to do a town hall report to the city where he promotes Bosnia on the 31st. They wanted to know, what you been doing, Doc? So that's what he did. Then in June, uh, he had a guided tour from Hungary, and uh, that was for Mohanji's group. Then that was June 2nd, and then a meeting with Cantonal Prime Minister. He's very, uh, he has a big global ambassador position, and he met with uh, Bosnia meeting deputy mayor the t- on the third, and then guided tour for German group again, and with television and TV, so the Stardust Express with Angelica Simpson on the fourth. Then the guided tour from Norway, uh, from and then another group at four. So he had one at eleven in the morning on the seventh, and one at four o'clock in the evening for Croatia, and then a lecture in the park, uh, four thirty to five thirty for an hour. And then uh, a host from a group from the USA came over to uh, Bosnian Pyramids. So he had to do a guided tour on the 10th and 11th. And then he guided tour that came in from China and Singapore in Japan that afternoon and uh, 13 to 1530, sorry, 1 to 330. Then, uh, oh, goodness, then he goes and he does uh, Hotel Hollywood and then a uh, big summer solstice uh, festival, the 16th through the 23rd. So that's a big thing for people to come in from all over the world, folks, into Bosnia. So he's the big, I guess, uh, organizer of that and uh, leader. And uh, then they have a lecture at the, on the 17th, there at the Bosnian Pyramid of the Sun, and then the Tunnels Park, Ravne 2, on the 18th. So the tunnels they were cleaning out. 
through this pyramid of cities, through the five pyramids, from what I understand. Then he had a, a Sarajevo RTV, Bosnian Federal Radio, then a Festival and Fair, and then uh, filming five documentaries. I wonder if he caught the fact that he may come on the, on the, on the I'm getting into July, but let me look. Still not here uh, because I had changed it to 8 and then back to 7 when he said no. He had already had it scheduled for 7, so I wonder if he's going to be here at 8. So that it will only give us an hour, but I can't reach him because his phone's busy. And his uh, Skype, and usually he'll always answer me immediately wherever he's at in the world. I uh, don't know how. It's an extraterrestrial connection. Ahmed calls us kindred spirits, but uh, Dr. Sam and Ahmed have been like my closest, I don't know, friends in Skype, uh, and we talk a lot, and we, we then we go a long time, but the minute I push the button, he's there, so I call it my ET connection. But then it looks like he did a Troy dance show in July at the end of, we were just here doing all this stuff in uh, July he had five documentaries to do in July 4th or 5th and then he went back over to Belek 10th or 22nd he was doing the Bosnian Pyramid YouTube TV shootings and uh, then he had a radio interview again on uh, the 12th and then Ancient Greek and Roman Megalopolis Megapolis in Cliff Temples the Bishop of Myra, St. Nicholas Church in Kokova Island, ancient Roman houses. Wow, that was uh, pretty heavy. Then uh, the dance show at the Aspindos Arena. I wonder what kind of dance show he does. <laughs> I'm mad. Can, can we remember to ask him? I'd like to know what he does on the Troy dance show. <laughs> Maybe he dances. I don't know. <laughs> Then the 20th, I don't, uh, <laughs> I don't know. That's something we haven't covered yet. But That I might sure just hope. be the radio host. That might just be the radio host's name. Oh, okay. Then Pumukele, Hierapolis, Greek and Roman city, Cleopatra's pool. Whoa. Then on the 25th, he goes back to Bosnia for the tour for the Chinese delegation. My goodness. Then the 25th, another radio, and then the 30th, guided back to the Polish journalists for Lazic uh, Matilla. Then we're in August. This is where we show up, our group, our ACO club, our ACO association, our TJMRCT radio. So we had a radio interview on the 1st with Earth Ancients with Cliff Dunning. That's a friend of ours. He does the morning show 8 to 9. And then he did a 10 a.m. group tour that uh, 8th in Basoko and then a lecture. So he got to stay there, I guess, in Sarajevo, Bosnia, 1st through the 15th. Then he, on the 16th, he had to go to Canada, Montreal, and then Quebec. We said Quebec, where uh, I lived, but most, I guess, I mean, do you say Quebec or Quebec? How do you say it in Canada? It's Quebec. I'm from not far from there. <laughs> yeah, because you were you grew up in New York, and we said Quebec, didn't we? So I've heard it both yeah, ways. Yeah, that's I guess, the way they say it too. All right. Well, that's where he was in August. Now here we're getting down to we're going to track him because it's he could still be on the airplane today. 
but it says Montreal, Canada, the 44th International Conference, Hotel Doubleday by Hilton, Montreal, on the 19th and the 20th. So today is the 21st, Ahmed, and it says on his calendar, flight Montreal to Houston. And then he scheduled me on the same day. (laughs) Well, this may be the problem. It says the 21st, Houston, USA, radio interview with Teresa Morris, in quotes, TJ Morris, ET Radio, 7 o'clock p.m. Central Standard Time. There it is, folks, big in writing, right there, August 21st. On the same day, going from Montreal, Canada, Houston, that's not more than, what, a three-hour flight, maybe? Four, maybe? I'm mad. I have no clue. From Montreal to Houston, of course, that's it's crossing. It's been 40 years States. since I've been on an airplane, at least. Yeah, you're you're a little off on the timing then, I guess, so. Well, tomorrow, he's with our good friend Bruce Cunningham that used to do some radio shows with me here on Ancient Mysteries Revisited. And then uh, Houston Sarajevo goes back to uh, his Bosnia homeland for the 26th to the 30th because he's filming like a shot TV the end of this month, 26th to the 30th. Well, I'm stuck in there, folks, and you have to book him like a year or two in advance. So um, he and I have been talking for years. Actually, since 2016, so that's why I was so excited about today, because when I had him booked for uh, the Global Pyramid of Mad, guess what happened? Janet Carol Lesson booked him with her and Karen Patrick on her show, <laughs> and I didn't. she didn't put him on my show, but, you know, Janet's a good friend of mine with a crane radio, and she was wanting to get it done over there, and I tried to call in and stuff and couldn't even get in. That's sad. <laughs> I missed him in the 2016, although it's fine because he became a friend of mine. We got to talk because I didn't get to talk to him then. Then he came back and did a show with me, and that was on Cosmos Connection on Revolution Radio. And I lost those files, or we lost those files. And so Janet, I don't know if she has them from 2016 anymore on Dr. She told me she lost the files, our files together on the websites and then uh we didn't get the files from uh revolution and uh so here we go today is the day so hopefully it's like what do i want for christmas i want a dr sam doll you know he's got the nicest face being a bosnian pyramid ambassador and sweetest spirit and good and i've loved talking to him and you know had I've had an interview with him, and it meant a lot today. So all I can think of is maybe he's since his phone's busy, that he's still on the airplane, and somehow it got delayed, and he has no way to let me know. What do you think, Ahmed? You think that may be it? Uh, there ain't no telling. I mean, it could have been something, you know, could have been anything. It could have had, you know, yeah. a business call going over. There ain't no telling. Well, you see how busy he is. Let's look at the rest of this, folks, so you'll know this man is a world oh, yeah, traveler. He's, he's really busy. I've <laughs> had him on a couple of times you know, over the years. He's a real nice guy. Yeah. So the 19th, uh, he goes through the tunnels and the Bosnian Pyramid of the Moon and does a Viva Fest movie projections 
now that was, this is in September, so he's back in Bosnia doing multimedia hall in the park tours and conferences for the fall equinox. Now that's uh, the fall equinox is next month, 16th to the 23rd, and so he'll be there, folks. If you want to go to Bosnia, and I strongly recommend it. It's a very very beautiful country. You can get some sneak peeks. Just put in Dr. Samuel, no, put in Sam Osmanagic, and he, it'll take you to uh, the Bosnian pyramids. Or maybe just put in Bosnian pyramids, and you'll see Dr. Sam, very, very well known, very sweet person, very uh, much involved with humanity and the history of humanity and the journeys we take. And uh, these festivals and fairs as an ambassador of goodwill, public relations for both the United States of America and Bosnia. So uh, October, he's going to Italy, Bologna, or Bologna, looks like baloney. <laughs> so uh, Sarajevo, Soko, Bosnia, he leaves uh, after the 16th, so the middle he's in Italy touring, and then he's back with uh, doing a big tour with Michael Tellinger and Mario Baligno. Then uh, uh, there at uh, Milan, Italy, the 20th for his big book promotion uh, with Michael Tellinger. That's a huge name. And uh, then the 21st is the town library. And then the trip to Dolman on the 23rd and Sarajevo, Visoko, Bosnia. And then on the 31st, he's going to India. For Gosh, my sister went to India recently. I'd like to go to India. Would you like to go to India, Matt? New Delhi? Oh, yeah. Well, I don't know about New Delhi, but there's a lot of ruins over there I'd love to go visit. Me too. We're we're very ancient inside, but we're we're ancient spirits, I guess one might say. Life after life, more than one. We're out there somewhere in the cosmos. Now, all in November... He's going to New Delhi, India, and then he has a big conference on the healing aspects of the pyramids, and he's doing a lecture in India and uh, New Delhi. Then uh, that's the first week. Then he goes back to Mavia, uh, Bosnia. I guess he travels back. He maybe misses it or has work to do because he goes from India to Bosnia for just the 5th or 7th and flies back out to Sedona, Arizona. After going to India, <laughs> this is a tired week. I, if I did any of this in one week, and then I'd, I'd take the rest of the year to rest. But he's bouncing all over the world. He's going from there to Sedona, Arizona, and then he's doing the Creative Life Force Center lectures. The Creative Life Force Center, folks. So maybe you can catch him in Sedona. Tell him that TJ's <laughs> and a mad painter. On the 11th, he's lecturing at the Creative Life Force. Then he has to go to L.A. to do a lecture. It doesn't say where or what. 16th, somebody got tired of typing for him, I guess. Then he's back to 18th to Houston, and then he leaves on the 21st from Houston to Sarajevo because he has a huge archaeological dig for five days in November at Cyprus. Then from Cyprus, the big dig, he goes December 1 through 3rd. Then on the 4th, he flies back to Sarajevo, Bosnia. 
fifth and sixth stays there for at least looks like seven days. Gosh, he gets a whole week. Uh, but he ha- he's working there, okay? TV and, and digs and flights and Aswan. Then he goes to Cairo, Egypt on the 7th. So then he's touring all over Egypt the 8th through the 19th. It's called Journey to Ancient Egypt. So I want to go. <laughs> what? what was it? I mean, why weren't we born rich? You know, somebody who pays for all this stuff for this guy, I guess, because. There, he's needed to lecture and to help people, and he's and he's you know, lectured. He lectures all over the world. Well, I guess we're privileged to even get to talk to this guy, man. But uh, the Nubian Museum is right after the eighth to nineteenth journey in age in Egypt. Just reading where all he goes to me is so. Interesting. Uh, this is just one year, folks, being this man. Can you imagine? I mean, literally, can you imagine? Here I'm sitting here all comfortable in my little place in Gulf Breeze, just retired old lady doing a radio show, talking about pyramids and a doctor that goes all over the world with a mad painter of Georgia, Valdosta. Or is it Valdosta? How do you say it? Valdosta? Valdosta, Georgia. Valdosta. Valdosta? <laughs> no way. It's Valdosta. Even people here don't pronounce it right. How, what do they say? Yeah, it's Valdosta. Valdosta. <laughs> well, 8th to the 19th, the Ancient Egypt Tour. Now, he's actually going... Uh, from Aswan, Egypt, Nubian Museum on the 8th to the Great Temple of Ramses, the 2nd, and the Temple of Nefertari. It says Nefertari. Nefertiti. Nefertari. At the uh, Abu Simbel, Egypt, on the 9th. On the 10th, the Unfinished Obelisk, the Temple of Isis, Philae Temple. And on the 11th, he's going on a Nile cruise to the Kam Ambu Temple of Edfu, and on the 12th, he goes to the Temple of Abydos and the Temple of Dandera. And then 13th, Karnak, Valley of the Kings, Queen Hatshepsut Temple, uh, Queen Hatshepsut. And then Colossi of Memnon, Memnon. And then on the 14th, Karnak Temple Complex, the Luxor Temple Complex. Wow, what a life. And on the 15th, the next day, gets up, goes to the Great Egyptian Museum in Cairo. And then on the 16th, he's going to the Giza Pyramids and Sphinx, folks. So I guess find out if you can get on a tour or something. Go into the Great Giza Pyramids and the Sphinx. On the 17th, the Pyramids in Lahan, Medium, and Hawara. That's hard to say. H A W A R A looks easy. Hawara. <laughs> How are you? <laughs> Hawara. Then on the 18th, Saqqara, Egypt, Saqqara Pyramids, Serapium Dakshur Pyramids, red and bent. Those are the ones we see bent and red, you know. We see those in YouTube. And then on the 19th, he goes back to Cairo, Istanbul, and then back to Sarajevo. And he gets to spend the holidays of the last 20th through 31st 
in Bosnia the last 11 days. And so he is a worn out person, I'm sure. But he was in Quebec doing from August 18th the uh, Bosnian Pyramid, the biggest in the world, a lecture about its properties and its subterranean system. And that was by Dr. Samus Monikic. Now, uh, Vital Pyramid at Gmail was uh, Miguel for that. But that's all over. And we're today, you heard this is his whole life spelled out in his, I'm sure everything was subject to change, but it looks pretty good. So uh, let me, I bet he's still on the plane. I bet he got stuck because a lot of people get delays. Dr. Sam, okay, Dr. Sam, 444. Hello, Teresa. Happy to talk with you on Skype, Dr. Sam. So that was at 1.38 a.m. in the morning, wherever he was, <laughs> talking to you on Skype. So I guess that's where he's going to show up, Ahmed. And let's see. I've emailed him. I've emailed his Skype team. And I said, hey, are you still coming on the 21st? He said, of course, 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. All right. I said, great. We'll begin advertising for you today. And so I sent him all this stuff. And then uh, Dr. 453, 7 o'clock p.m. Central. My Skype is Osmanagic. So he has 7 p.m. And that was at 453. I'm at. I'll start and we'll see what's going to take us. What, today? So, yeah, let me look. Skype's not good about showing me the date. I just uh, it doesn't show the date. How come? It just shows the time. What's today? Wednesday. Looks like it was Monday, so I didn't hear from him on Tuesday. Today's Wednesday, so I heard from him Monday, so not today. Then I went up and found where it was. Last seen two hours ago. So he tuned in two hours ago. Let me see if I can call him on Skype. Start call. Covered by subscription. Oh, that's the number you gave me. Free on Skype. Well, send message. Doctor. But he can't see if he's not on, right? Hi, are you there? We are live waiting on you. Your phone line is busy. You think he'll see this? He's always Only if he looks at his Skype. It says he looked at it two hours ago. I tell him I'm so excited. <laughs> I believe Bosnian Pim Pyramids were home of the ET visitors and may still be. So that's what I believe, folks. Uh, there's a show we did, was it last week? And, and I talked about going to sleep, waking up in a lucid dream, and then going out to a conscious state. And, Mad, do you remember when we were talking about, I told you, well, like a cinnamon roll, it's like the flower of life? Yeah. And in a park? You won't believe this, but. It's already recorded, and I had no idea about Dr. Sam and what he did over there. But last night, I decided to drill so I could be up on doing this radio show today with him. 
which apparently isn't happening, maybe at eight, maybe on the hour. So I'll get out of his lectures in PDF because he's really good, folks. It's not, I'm sure whatever it is, it's beyond his control. Uh, but let's try one more time. Uh, guest says call, dial. So I already kept it in there, the phone number. Okay, let's. His phone line's busy. And now I'm at the end of the episode. I ended the call and it's still hanging on. Okay, there. All right, Hamed. Well, uh, you know, you have to be ready for all this type of stuff, folks. So I hope you're not disappointed. He may be coming in here in the next few minutes, being that we had him on the same day that he was catching a flight across country. Uh, but Ahmed, I guess we should talk. Uh, <laughs> that's what you've been doing. <laughs> well, help me out here. I'm tired of talking. <laughs> Tell us. Do you remember anything about how esoterically we come and go, or anciently? Uh, do you study the? I, I wanted to discuss some of the Philip Lindsay story of the history of humanity. And the root races. Are you familiar with any of that? If if you're not, uh, because I feel like I, it has to do with. Go ahead. I I've never really gotten into the root race deal. It just doesn't seem. Uh, I I don't know. It it just seems a little. It's putting the earth in a position of being something that I don't think it is. Uh, I don't think we're all that special in the universe. You know? Well, that's a good philosophy. I mean, well, maybe we are, maybe we're not. So whether humans first appeared on Earth or not 10,000 years ago or 20 million years ago, people are trying to put it on a timeline map. And uh, many start from the deluge forward because that's what we were led to believe. Wasn't it with uh, Noah and the Ark? Most of us, at least Christians, Jews, and Muslims, from the Abrahamic faith, Homo sapiens. But science sees it as what two hundred, three thousand years ago. Uh, let's look it up. First humans, uh, early humans. Yeah, that would depend on how you look at it. Because if you go by religion, the Earth is only seven thousand years old. <laughs> We know better. Well, maybe I shouldn't say that because we were, I was brought up in, in America, and I guess the rest of the world seemed like they knew much more than we did because of the ancient humanity stories, ancient cultures, and uh, migration of people around. So uh, Homo sapiens began – now this is a story, folks, whether you believe it or not. Uh, we're going to leave that up to everybody, but we were sort of taught Homo sapiens began migrating from Africa. And uh, populated Europe and Asia. Is that what you believed? Uh, I'm mad that they went to Australia by canoes somehow back in 35 to 65. Uh, I don't uh, even think we got our start on this planet. No, I don't either. Uh, So how do we discuss our ancestors? And... uh, Well, let me hear your opinion because we we didn't even have language that says... uh, that we had 50,000 years ago that people made plans, solved problems, our ancestors did. So if they don't, if they don't believe we were even here, 
it was likely a depletion of resources in their regions. What the heck is that saying? That's on Homo sapiens, Wikimedia Commons. So mad, they. What do you think? In prehistory, we came from the stars. Yeah, I, I do believe that. I, I do believe we're a, uh, a migrated race here. We have evolved to be part of this planet, but we didn't originate here. Is it just a gut feeling, no matter what you've read? Is it just because it's in my soul? I just know. I don't know if other people just know, but do you just know? Well, well, I mean, if we were, we're the only animal on this planet that has to close themselves. We're the only animal that, that uh, will really burn up because of the sunshine. Uh, we lose our eyesight because of the sunshine. Uh, we spend, as a species, we spend 70% of our time indoors out of the sun. You know, and our our structure is actually designed for a weaker type of gravity. That's why we, you know, most humans have bad backs and you know stuff like that. We're just not in tune to this earth as much as we ought to be if we came from here. Well, you think that mostly the, they had paleontological? Is that the right? I guess logical paleontology. Logical excavation, Paleolithic societies organizing Paleolithic life. I wonder if that's it says it's based on uh, the Neanderthals had a different mutation than modern Homo sapiens. I wonder how they figure that just from what they study in archaeology and anthropology. You think? Why they think? Well, it's we also the genes. I mean. The, uh... Quite a few, I mean, it's like 1% to 2% of uh, Neanderthal genes is found in our genes. That just means that we interbred with that particular uh, species at the time. Well, I didn't uh, say we weren't, you know, didn't interbreed with what was already here. Well, but, I guess uh, if you get in the you way. Know, that's yeah. how we became part of this, you know, this, this, uh, Ecology is by interbreeding with what was already here. So I guess the right answer is we really don't know unless we were there because our culture breeded ourselves, our consciousness and our language acquisition. Our children growing up with self-awareness, they call it the mirror test. I guess they have kids learn about themselves where dogs, cats don't. The mirror test and uh, cognitive psychology. Now, overall, the evolution of language is still a hot topic and debate among scholars, but we don't even know where we came from. So, it, it, and people will argue with you over what they believe is their truth, and we get into that a lot through the last seven years on this show with our ACO club, our Ascension Center organization, and our ACO association. And uh, people stand up for what they believe in. So if Pangea existed millions of years ago, we go by the land breaking up and the plates. And I believe that is – I don't say I think and I know, but sometimes we feel in our heart what is real. So many of us believe we had ancient past life memories and knew – MU and the Pangea time when it split up and broke up, and some people called it 
Lemuria, and I think that came from James Churchwood or either Maz. Who, uh, <laughs> I don't know if it's uh, proper or not to to look, talk about anybody that's dangerous, dropping names. But uh, whether we came from the rain or meteorites or just fell out of the sky, some people believe we came from meteorites. That's getting a lot of attention lately, like germs, infections that we just came here. But still, that would still be seeded from another place in space. I wonder, yeah, that's called so spamspermia. Pamspermia? Yeah. Or panspermia, Pam. I'll have to look that one up. Yeah, I pronounce it wrong. Is it panspermia or pam? Panspermia. Pam, I think. Pamspermia. Uh, we should know, but I haven't talked about that in years. Although uh, panspermia, P-A-N-S, sperm, S-P-E-R-M-I-A. Now, that's a hypothesis, folks. Now, uh, whether we live this life throughout the universe is distributed by space dust, meteoroids, which I just said, asteroids, comets, planetoids, or spacecraft carrying unintended examination, contamination we've examined, but uh, microorganisms on our spacecraft up there when NASA returns our space. So panspermia. Is the theory that life on the Earth originated from microorganisms or chemical precursors of life present in outer space and able to initiate life on reaching a suitable environment? Wow. There's a hypothesis that life exists throughout the universe distributed by dust. Well, you were right, panspermia theory. Yeah, well, what you got to remember is every one of them are a theory. We don't have no proof of any of it. Including evolution. Well, yeah, we weren't there. So you have to have something inside your gut speaking to you or something that creates the language or the thoughts. That, uh, let's see what abiogenesis is. And let me look at panspermia versus abiogenesis. Now, the criticism of abiogenesis, what is the origin of life? What's the experiments carried out? Stan Miller and others have built upon his work. I don't even know what that is, so let me look at abiogenesis is of a, a, a formally the origin of life is the natural process by which life has arisen from the alternative panspermia hypothesis. Speculates that microscopic life across outside Earth by unknown mechanisms spread early. Huh. Did you get that, Ahmed? A-B-I-O, so it's a biogenesis, like in the Bible, a biogenesis. Yeah, that means we we that that means we evolved from a, a, a tidal cesspool of mixing chemicals together randomly. Self-replication outside the Earth, uh, and panspermia still outside, and directed panspermia in science. Abiogenesis and directed panspermia, is there an extraterrestrial alternative? We think so. <laughs> Why do some people reject panspermia on the Journal of Cosmology? Now, uh, scatter plot of degree. Now, you write uh, science fiction, Ahmed, based on thoughts because you can't really prove anything, right? So we call it 
science fiction. Where do your people come from? We know it in your mind, so don't say that. But <laughs> do you have a, a certain way to classify these beings in, that you're creating in your stories? Because it's out somewhere in the cosmos. I get that. You're a protagonist, mm. right? I just I, I assume that that what, the the universe is so vast, regardless of what you think, it's probably out there somewhere. Well, they said panspermia began to assume scientific form through proposals of Jean Jacob Berzelius in eighteen thirty four. So I guess that's when we started using the word Herman Richter eighteen sixty five, Kelvin eighteen seventy five. 71. So in the 1800s, I guess we started reaching a level of detailed scientific hypothesis. It says it was through the efforts of a Swedish chemist, Savante Arrhenius, in 1903. Now, theory and meaning and concepts of cosmozoic theory. Have you heard of that one? I don't know creation. it right offhand, but I've probably read about it. Okay. Well, that's spore broth theory. <laughs> the spore broth, spore broth. The theory was proposed by Richter. Let's let read this one. Uploaded by, let's see, download. Cosmozoic theory, theory of panspermia given by Richter. The cosmozoic theory proposed the life on Earth did not actually originate on this planet. Though there are several other theories on how life actually did arrive. According to the theory protoplasm, reach the earth in the form of spores or germs or simply particles, some known as the part of the universe with the cosmic dust, and subsequently evolved into various forms of life. So Helmholtz in 1884 speculated that protoplasm is some form reached earth from falling meteorites. So there's evidence against cosmozoic theory, which is a colon, the two dots. Living matter cannot survive survive extreme cold, dryness, and ultraviolet radiation from the sun. So it's required to be crossed from reaching the earth. So the theory of special creation is the theory of earth living organisms were created by special single entity, most commonly known as God. Now that's what most of us, at least I think the majority, believe that many religions many religions believe that the living organisms were created and their present day form ultimately, ultimately claiming that living beings have an inability to evolve or adapt that's in the dictionary of biology Oxford University Press but a specific example of a special creation theory is the religion of Christianity the religion in the world's most common followed of all the religions 2.1 billion adherents Based on the book of Genesis and the basis of this religion, states that the earth was a void of darkness and that God, over a period of six days, now we're not saying how long a day is to God, so use your imagination, created night and day and then split that into water and land and then vegetation and the sun and the moon and living creatures. And that's from the Vatican, www.vatican.va. B-A-T-I-C-A-N. So faith is really a foundation of a theory. So I've never thought of that before, but faith is what gets me through my hard times. But there's no scientific proof that faith exists other than saying that it's a theory 
It cannot, cannot be proven or disproved. <laughs> Therefore, it's a de- it remains in a deadlock. So it continues to be a valid concept. <laughs> we can't prove it or disprove it. Ahmed, that's about right, isn't it? Because faith is faith is a foundation of theory. It's a valid concept. And that comes from the Origins of Life, 2004 by Pearson. So scientists came to a conclusion that the first forms of life were just simple organisms, for example, cells. So this contradicts the theory of special creation, as it clearly states in the book of Genesis that, that every creature was created in its existing form and opposed to the development from cells. Now, I never thought like that before, but that makes sense. That's complex, complex life forms, and that's from Kennedy, Abusan, and Hickman in 2009. But if you're unfamiliar with the religion of Christianity, then you may want to unlock the basis of uh, study. And not, most people don't like to read anymore. You know, we watch videos, and it's going more that way. So we have magazines and audiobooks and books, and Amad and I are working on that. And uh, I wonder, Amad, does you, you see if uh, on Skype if he's back yet? No, he's still showing away on Skype. Hi, are you there? Seven forty-two. Oh man, folks, I apologize. I, I know if this guy could uh, be here, he would. I think he's on that plane. I think that whoever wrote, wrote up his, he told me he'd be the twenty-first. We planned this, God, three months ago. Let me see. But we've been in talking, so the only thing is Monday. But he had something to do, so. Uh, Let's do it August 21st, 7 p.m. Now, let me go back and look before that, Dr. Uh, he says, well, I'm in Have Boston. Have you looked up on Facebook at all? Can we pre-record? He wanted to know if he could Skype on April 8th. Yeah, we could have pre-recorded it, but he was asking me that back in April. <laughs> I guess I should have pre-recorded it. But you saw, I read out what he was doing. He's very, very busy. Oh, goodness. Well, folks, what I'll do is I'll, hopefully he'll call me from Houston once he gets off the plane. And uh, tomorrow, well, no, tomorrow we've got to do Thursday is uh, we're re- interviewing uh, Ken Johnston over the Alien Expo that we promoted and our Allied Command Org. And Friday is our UFO Association. So, uh, and then we've got John. I wonder if John could come on. Let me see. Where's John? John Shaughnessy did. Uh, did you say go to Facebook? Well, if he's. I was just answering. wondering if you checked Facebook. I mean, I hadn't been up there at all today. Okay, hold on. I'll check Facebook. Can you hear me? Because. I want to make sure you can still hear yeah. me. Okay, well, I've got it on the speak, speaker, and I'm going to TJ Morris Agency instead of my Teresa Morris. Is, uh, I stayed up to get that with Facebook. They started back in 2004, but I had to flip over to TJ Morris because I had so many people. Let's see. Where, uh, I'm not good on Facebook, Matt. I'm, I'll see messages. I got people saying, how are you, doing a radio show, la, 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 how much you say, 
uh, guys talking. Yeah, I must say you're a beautiful woman. <laughs> Thank you, Shane. But I'm a little old. Let's see. Okay, let's. That's okay. It's just a figment of your imagination. Let me look up some here. Dr. Samus Monagich, folks. That's who we were having on for everybody. It says uh, Samiris Monagich, Samiris Monagich, Dr. Sam. Now, what do you want me to do? Because uh, you want me to see if I can catch him on here? Let's see. Cliff Dunning. Well, I was just wondering if he messaged Simon. you up there or not or wrote anything on one of the comments. Let's see, Sam. Following. There's the one with his film. Uh, home about. I don't see anything. Michael Tellinger. Well, I know you posted about here. 90 times. <laughs> well, yeah, I was excited. <laughs> because, <laughs> I mean, I couldn't get hardly any more excited than talking to him about because it's dealing with my aliens and my ET people, you know, my. It's my people, it's the cosmos, and not everybody talks like that, but he gets it, you know. Dr. Smog gets his, I think he's one of the 500 chosen, you know, so I feel like, you know, the jobs that we do, I've died and come back, died and come back in this life. So certain people are just, you know, we're ambassadors. That's why they call me a cosmos ambassador, so I like that. So I, they call uh, Ken Solar ambassador, and NASA gave him that. Now, here in this park, read about Robbie too, the Archaeological Park, Bosnian Pyramid of the Sun Foundation. In this park that was in my dream, folks, six-petal rose labyrinth of love. But they've got, it's amazing what I saw in the park when I went to another reality. Ahmed, can you help me? I don't understand how to talk about it because it's like being a... In, uh, they say thought is faster than the speed of light, but I really experience life in another reality. It's like this split theory, right? To be in two places in oh, one yeah, time. I, I do the same thing myself. I don't, I don't believe I'm living this this life in, in my dreams. I believe I've got a whole other life going. I think a lot it's, of it's a whole lot better. It, it's a whole lot. Uh, more involved in this life. This life is limited. This existence. Yeah, the three D material the world. The other one has no limitations. Right. The other one has no limitations. Well, the pyramids have that double helix test, like a slit theory, double helix, double slit theory, but it takes into a Tesla coil. So they have the scalar conundrum theory and scalar waves. So that's uh, – I like that theory, you know. But I don't know. But when I go uh, to these other places, I don't see reptilians or birds. I see people and AI, uh, people that look like us. And that's why they said, what kind are you? And this last thing, like the Bosnias, Bosnian pyramid – uh, part and they have that uh, flower of life that circle looks like when you look down like a cinnamon roll that's in my radio mm-hmm. show where I went to another reality it's a spiral and, of life uh, it's a spiral of life that's what it is and they put it in the park and Dr. 
Osmanovich understands that and has one on this planet. And I don't think that's a coincidence. I believe that the Bosnian pyramids, the five stars for the galaxy that we work with in the quadrant out there between our galaxy and Andromeda galaxy, we have portals and stargates, just like I don't believe that there's a coincidence that somehow we've created those. I don't know that one's been found and pulled up in Egypt, but uh, I guess you can take the movie industry and take it for what it is because I really appreciate it and enjoy it. It's very entertaining, especially when they take some of our ace folk life, our folklore, and being a journalist, I prefer finding of facts, but then facts come from theories and philosophies and things in the 3D world that we feel like we can see, touch, feel, taste, something with our five uh, senses. But we usually, our best investigators are use their gut feeling. Now, the Bosnia Pyramid Complex, I believe, is a doorway or a place in space to come to this planet because I've seen the portals. I don't think it was a coincidence that I was from Hawaii to Africa, and there was uh, I was shown with the Masons, and this is very esoteric. I don't know that I should be putting this out here, but I've talked about it before, and I think that's sort of what I'm known for as an extraterrestrial advocate, or like you are, man. You believe like I do. We're not from here. So we're ET advocates, extraterrestrial folks. But there's a way that we're going for the alien Stargate organization, and we're ET uh, advocates. I'm ad- I don't know what else to call us. We believe we're not from this planet, that we're originated out in space extraterrestrially, but not necessarily the bad kind, more of the uh, supportive advocates. Of uh, there, there's good people in space. We're not all bad. You don't, you know. I'm sure there's probably some bad aliens because people say they explore them or research them. But they could be from their group or their DNA enhanced, or maybe they're trying to make them better because they're 65 different genes. Maybe they are from a gene pool out there. So I, for a long time, wouldn't use the word alien because I thought that meant bad, negative, but. Extraterrestrials, I wanted to use for positive light or the love and light crew, and the alien word for the negative, and of course that's not necessarily true. So, Ahmed, help me out here. We're extraterrestrial advocates for believing that maybe when we sleep or maybe when we wake up in a lucid dream or go into another conscious state, there's other realities. And I don't know, you hear a lot of radio shows talking about all that. I mean, you know we've got so many groups in the UFO Association or under alienology that have different groups. David Wilcock, Corey Good, uh, gosh, I can't think of everybody, but you know what I'm saying, right? Those groups, Linda Moulton Howe talks about ET visitation. Well, I, I believe everybody has their own, everybody has their own reality. I mean, what's real for you might not necessarily be real for me, but but right. that doesn't make each one of them less real. Well, not to the perceiver mm-hmm. or the conscious mind that's inside the brain, right? The nervous system attached to whatever it is that makes us. It's like in the old Star Trek movies, and uh, the woman that was over all the board, she had a brain and a spinal cord. 
they'd pick her up and put her in a new mechanical type of Borg body. <laughs> but uh, I don't know if we're like that, but uh, I'm all about being a community of alternatives. What do you think? Community of alternatives, that sounds funny. Well, I don't know about it. I don't know if it sounds funny or not because I mean everybody's a universe unto themselves. You know, I mean your body shows you that. You know, your body's different than the next person's over, and you know, and the next person over, and what runs it and how it maintains itself is completely different than anybody else's on the planet. So you you are a universe unto yourself. Well, just like our body was, I guess our earth was terraformed, and uh, Samira Osmani gets Earth's mysterious past. He uh, was going to be on tonight, folks, and uh, I love ancient artifacts. That was in, uh, and he has the uh, concrete of the Bosnia's pyramids. We're going to talk about that. I don't know. You're breaking up for me pretty good. I'm sorry, I moved it near my heart. When uh, I put it near my heart, it breaks up. Why is that, Matt? Electrical impulses from your heart? Your heart's electric, right? It messes with my phone. Well, you run on electricity. Your body does. Body electricity. Body. Well, it messes up my cell phone. Body electricity and cell phones. What a jump from Bosnian pyramids. Body electricity. But body electricity causes shock charge. All, all, all of your, your neurons firing is electrical impulses. Electricity in the body. In your brain. Everywhere, even in human. Yeah. So we're conduits of electrical currents. And our bodies, like sodium, potassium, calcium, magnesium, have a specific electrical charge. Almost all of our cells can use these charged elements called ions to generate electricity. So whenever I get my phone up close to my heart, it breaks the signals up. The brain and central nervous system without electricity wouldn't be reading this article right now. (laughs) I don't know if it's you or if it's the internet, you know. Well, I know what every time somebody says tell, I'm breaking up. Nobody else on the call. Well, when I get my phone close to my heart, or I'll lay it down for a minute on my chest, uh, it breaks up the signal. So I get really close. So electricity. It says without electricity, I'm going to read this by uh, how the body makes electricity. Says without electricity, you wouldn't be reading this article, and it's not because your computer wouldn't work; it's because your brain wouldn't work. So everything we do is controlled and enabled by electrical signals running through our bodies, and I guess our pyramids too. Somebody ancient of days figured that out. That's why we call them the alien stargates, says the pyramids. But we learned in physics that everything's made up of atoms. So atoms are protons, neutrons, and electrons. So the protons have a positive charge. Neutrons go in the opposite direction. They have a neutral charge. And then electrons have a negative charge. So when these charges are out of balance, an atom becomes either positive or negative charged. 
So the switch between one type of charge positively or negatively allows electrons to flow from one atom to another. So the flow of electron or negative charge is what's called electricity. So since our bodies are huge masses of atoms, we can generate electricity. So when we talk about the nervous system, sending signals to the brain or synapses firing, that's what you just said, Matt, the brain is telling our hands to contract around a door handle. And what we're talking about is electricity carrying the message between point A to point B. And I've had I've had those needles stuck in me. Have you, Matt? I bet you have. You know, to see where the electricity, if it's working. You know what I'm talking about? Did I lose you? Uh, no, I lost you. I couldn't hear you. Uh-oh. For how long? Oh, for, shoot, 30 seconds there. That's weird. Well, uh, it says, did you hear about reaching the door and going from point A to point B? Reaching the door handle is electricity. Yeah, right after that. Okay, well, it says it's, uh, it's like law and order from going from point A to point B, but it's sort of like a digital cable that there's a signal going. So from our brain to making things, when we tell it to do something like grabbing for a door, our bodies are flowing with electrons like through wiring. So we have electrical charge jumping from one cell to the next until it reaches its destination. So electricity is a key to our survival. So electricity are signals and they're fast. They allow uh, instantaneous response to controlled messages. So our bodies relied entirely on the movement of chemicals to tell our hearts to speed up when something's chasing us. So we wouldn't die, you know, if we got caught. If we got caught, we'd probably die. So there's something instinctive that knows that. But there's crucial signals that tell our hearts to speed up when we're in danger. And they come from a mass of cells hitting the heart. It's called a sinoatrial node or SA node. It's easier to say. Sinoatrial node or SA node. So it's located in the right atrium, and it, that would be in the heart, and it controls the rhythm of our heartbeat and the movement of the blood from the heart to every part of our body. So you know how a lot of people say the blood is the key, so it's the, you know, the, the fluid, your body's natural peacemaker. So it's using signals to set the pace. So... What determines the heart rhythm is something we'll talk about maybe but later. So okay, a pulse is the only thing that relies electrical impulses generate our cells. So our cells are capable of generating electricity. Goodness sakes. So we're electrical. And you think that's why we're so emotional? Is it the, because I respond to the electric the feelings of emotion. Do you imagine like lightning? I don't know. Then, then every computer would be emotional. Well, 
why do we have emotions? I'll have to look that up. Let's see if it has anything here. It says that negativity is resting on the state of our cells. Huh? That's what it says, human voltage. How does the body make electricity and how does it use it? It's related to a slight imbalance between potassium and sodium ions. Oh, man, that makes the brain. And I hear a lot of old people back in Kentucky where I used to live, they have low in potassium or sodium, and it makes their brain not work properly. They get dingified. Older people would ask what's wrong with them and would take them to the doctor or me because I guess I was younger in my 50s, so I'd go take the 15, 20-year-old people my mother's age to the hospital. And they'd have an imbalance in their electrical capacity and their cells. And they'd be low on sodium or they'd be low on potassium. So there's a balance there we have to keep. So your cell and brain, cell membranes practice a trick, often referred to as the sodium-potassium gate. We don't usually talk about all this stuff, folks. But I guess it has to do with electricity of the Bosnian pyramids and coming and going from this planet. But the simple explanation of these gates, we call them stargates in the outside world and inside, they're a complex mechanism inside ourselves. And uh, these gates generate electrical charges. So uh, at rest, your cells have more potassium ions inside the sodium ones. Okay, let me say that again. When we're resting, I wonder if that has something to do with the way we think, Ahmed. So when we're resting, our cells, mine and Ahmed's, and probably people like us, ET people that are electrical, while we're in our body anyway, probably when we're out of our body, but while we're in, we're using sodium and potassium ions. And there are more sodium ions outside the cell, so the potassium ions are negative. So the inside of a cell has a slightly negative charge. Now, on the other hand, sodium ions are positive. So the area immediately outside the cell membrane is positive. So there isn't a strong enough charge difference to generate electricity through the resting state. So when the body needs to send a message from one part to another, it opens a gate. Ew, this is neat. It goes with our alien stargate topic tonight for our organization. So when the membrane gate opens, sodium and potassium ions move freely into and out of the cell. So negatively charged potassium ions leave the cell because they're attracted to the positive outside the membrane. Cool. And positively charged sodium ions enter it moving towards a negative charge. So the result is a switch in the concentrations of the two types of ions and rapid switches in charge. So it's kind of like switching between a one and a zero, like we do in the computers, that flip between positive and negative. It generates electrical impulses. So the impulse triggers the gate on the next cell to open, creating another charge and so on and so forth. So the electrical impulse moves from a nerve in your stub toe to part of your brain <laughs> that senses the pain, pain of the brain, the brain pain. So it's also how the SA node tells your heart muscles to contract or your eyes to tell your brain that what they just saw is the word brain and how you're comprehending this article. It's because I'm reading it. 
So since everything relies on electrical signals, break down your body's electrical system, it's a real problem. When you get an electrical shock, I always wondered about this, folks, and I've died a few times, but they didn't have to shock me back in. They just, the gods that I believe in sent me back, or the extraterrestrial gods, whomever you want to talk about. But when you get electrical shock, it interrupts the normal system, your operating system. So it's like a power surge. So shock at the lightning level can cause your body to stop. That's why we're scared of lightning. We don't like lightning. It will stop our hearts. So the electrical process, it wouldn't work anymore. It's fried. So there's less dramatic problems like an SA node misfire that causes a heart palpitation, an extra heartbeat, or lack of blood flow to the heart. So that upsets your pacemaker if you have one. But if you don't, we call them peacemakers. Your heart, it's your peacemaker, causes other parts of the heart to stop sending the impulses. So, did I lose you, Mad? Are you able to understand this? Is it boring you? I'm here. Did you sleep? Well, this is stuff we don't ever talk about, but this has to do with the Stargate and the Bosnian pyramids because we do understand they're emanating electricity and that they also have more of this called Peace Hill was in this other reality where I went to my dream that woke me up in a lucid dream. And then I got up and I looked and I was turned around and it looked like the Bosnian Pyramid Park. But I didn't know it at the time. But it has to do with the less dramatic parts of us with our brain and the blood flow and how maybe a heart palpitation is a, or a lack of blood flow in the heart that, that speeds up your peacemaker or pacemaker. So sometimes if we die from coronary artery disease, it's the narrowing of the arteries. So if the heart is being told to contract, it never gets a full contraction. It can't get even enough blood to ensure that the body can rest. So leading to oxygen deprivation and a possible heart attack or stroke. So that's why they have us keep our arteries as clean as possible and when you've got two arteries one carotid arteries and both sides of your neck and if you get those tubes where they can't you will have a stroke and I've got a friend going through that right now my daughter's just coming in from Birmingham tonight for her husband that's had this stroke and his carotid arteries on both sides of his neck were totally full he's got like 99% but it has to do with electricity. So with electricity, if you make uh, a really good power source uh, for a human, the human beings, uh, they power the matrix. Say what? <laughs> we power the matrix. And that's what the matrix, matrix movie was about. They were using the human body for power. Wow. So a body can generate 10 to 100 multi millivolts. And that source comes from nanomedicine, N-A-N-O-M-E-D-I-C-I-N-E, just so you guys know. So a cathode ray tube requires 25,000 volts to create a picture on a TV. And that's uh, physics Facebook. I know physics Facebook, okay? If the machine could gather millions of electrical eels, those little things, electric eels that are out there in the ocean, you know, in a hand, they'd be well juiced up. 
So a single eel produces 600 volts. Okay, so blood battery, what is that? Human's electrical system in uh, a human battery. <laughs> okay. Uh, Panasonic is looking to use the human blood. What? <laughs> I'm going to read it. Uh, the human blood to power electrical devices. It's researching how blood can break down sugars to generate power like it generates energy. It's called the human battery powered by nano devices implanted in the body. Well, I guess they have to have those. There's a lot we think we don't know, but people in medicine do. So there's a lot to be said about electricity in the body. So, uh, you know, it signals life. We have to have electricity. We don't think enough about it. We sure don't teach enough about it. So the power of blood and the human batteries and how we work with each other and power the existing matrix is a big part of our ancient history. And the Bosnian pyramids, the five pyramids, we relate to the Allied Command and the five stars and the five ships and the five uh, – Historically, it's clues that the ancients left behind as extraterrestrials, and not everybody remembers all of that. Some are called the archonic thoughts are negative, and the Elysians were the positive thoughts. And uh, historically, we try to keep our history and our ancient culture. And when I uh, had the Ace Folklife Society start up, it was to help with all the people up in the hills of uh, Kentucky where I lived, a lot of people had folk stories and they didn't read or write very good. Some not at all, believe it or not, still. And that was in, uh, I moved up there with my husband in 98 because I loved the people there. They were really country. It was the Bill Monroe Foundation people. Good as gold, had their own culture up in the mountains and they even had big Foot that was set up in the coal mines and I couldn't believe it because I was into the paranormal and the ancient cultures and stories folklore so I looked up and went to University of Kentucky and uh, I wasn't so I was interested in people and their stories but that one with Bigfoot and then seeing UFOs it got me really interested how they put those two together and uh, some of my friends down the road said there was always at night a UFO over my three to five in the morning. They'd get up, sit at their table. They could see my house, and they'd watch it like over a pyramid, just a bright light would shine down. So I don't know if that's true or not, but that's what they told me. They passed, but they also were the ones that told me about their parents up and I was gathering archive information on them, uh, how they lived up in the hills in the coal mines up in Kentucky, because I was from Born, Louisiana. Now, what's this got to do with Sam Asmonagitz? I don't know. <laughs> but it does have to do with alien Stargate pyramids and bringing light down and working with uh, alien extraterrestrial stories in our Ace Club, or Ace Folk Club. And, gathering stories from the ancient ones and also the people that passed down they couldn't read or write so they would sit around when they were working on the coal and uh, the, they would ring a bell they didn't have phones there's no such thing as cell phones up there 
but uh, they just didn't have phones, and so they'd have little churches and little schools and little little cultural, uh, just many. I don't think it would be a town, would it, Ahmed? I don't know how many people comprised. But you know what I'm talking about, Ahmed. Have you studied how people got started back in the day in the hills? They sit around and talk story, and some of them would have from the old country in Europe. Mandolins, fiddles. That's how it was yeah. social media back then to sit around a campfire and discuss stuff. <laughs> That's what we're doing tonight. We're sitting around a campfire discussing why Dr. Osmanagich didn't show up on the famous day, Wednesday, August 21st, 2019. I'm sure he's probably still stuck on a plane. And Dr. Sam, I don't know if you'll ever get to hear this, but we miss you. And we believe in you, and you're a global ambassador, and you talk about the things that we need to know about in our ancient cultures, and you're bringing them back and getting us back close to where we should be with the ecosystems and terraforming planets and alien stargate pyramids and the ancients and how they believed. And they believed we came from the stars and how our bodies are regulated with electricity and how the pyramids would all over the world were set up with a grid and uh, how the ley lines worked and how we could study sacred geometry and the flower of life. And what was the other thing that uh, – it's so the CERN, you just wrote something, your book called Concern, or uh, your video book, but you talk about this and how the electricity and the mind it's and people – It's not a book. People it's, the, it's just a short story. Oh, well, tell us about it because it fits into this alien Stargate pyramid tonight since Dr. Samir Osmanagic got That's, stuck on the plane. It, it's about tell time about travel. <laughs> well, that's what tonight's about, alien I Stargate and our electricity. I really know how to tell you about it other than other than it's a, a story about time travel, what's possible with time travel. Yeah, but it's like what I'm talking about. In my mind, uh, I heard it, folks, so I'm going to plug it for him because he's good enough to help it's me. Uh, just a concern on YouTube by Dr. By Mad Painter. You're not a doctor, are you? You're a painter. By Mad Painter or T.R. No. Becker. <laughs> <laughs> here, folks. Yeah, it's just a short you. story. We're well, at ACO Radio, American Communications Online, or any affiliated stations or websites are not responsible for what guests, hosts, or call-ins may say. All programming is intended for informational and entertainment purposes only. <laughs> now, you can, you can play your story, but we don't have it, right? We could, but we've only got 25 minutes how long is that story? Because you're doing audio books. About 30 now, minutes. About 30 minutes. So it would be a little longer. Yeah, quiet. I don't really know. I would have to go look to see. but It's it's roughly 30 minutes. It's just a short story. It's a string of short stories about a research corporation called Ether. Uh, about a future timeline. Well, the person crosses over, and I know the part that interested me was somehow something electrically went from a piece of paper or something uh, touched to the uh, 
human was it on the temples and then they could think better no, no she a, she applied a, a a way for an artificial intelligence to directly communicate with her mind through the uh uh what do you call uh wifi so she became to, like a cyborg or like computer enhanced AI or that was she just she let an AI into her mind is what she does she had direct that's what I do because it makes me wonder about this electricity how we with a thought can control going to through a wormhole into another galaxy and it can be a mirror of this you, like a slit theory uh, Elon Musk has got something called the neural link that they want to put in people's brain that will automatically connect you to the Internet. That's kind of what she was done, done in that story. But uh, What, does he use the neural link himself? They haven't, they haven't perfected it yet. Uh, he just bought the I company out about two years shipped. ago. They were chips, having yes, chip parties. The the neural link actually lays over top of the outside of the brain. It's actually like a, a little net that connects different areas together of your brain, and it's really hard to explain. You have to you'd have to go look it up, and uh, it's still in the experimental state. I don't even know if they've used it on people yet or not. Well, let's write the alien Stargate pyramids with Dr. Samus Monagich because. It has to do with the electricity in our bodies and us that we're empowering this matrix in the three-dimensional world that's not a delusion or illusion because we can feel it with our senses. We're here, and each person has their see, own observation. See. Yeah, and now a lot of people are concerned with this 5G because we are electrical, and here this 5G is, you know, kind of transmits somewhere in the vicinity of what our brain works on. Is that why my heart affects my, you can't hear me when I get it close to my heart? I don't know. <laughs> I'm not, a, I'm not a, well, no, you know, I'm not a scientist. <laughs> uh, okay. Why not? <laughs> why don't you know everything? That's what this Nobody. neural net is. No, nobody pays me for this stuff. This is just my own thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're doing good. I wonder what Dr. Sam would say. We'll have to have him back, folks. I apologize to everybody. I hope you're not mad at me. I hope you understand. People are human, and even though we are all connected in some levels of electricity, are in the Akashic fields, which Dr. Sam and I like to talk about to each other uh, off planet. In space, some of us can get on the same wavelength. Uh, what would you call that, Ahmed? You and I get that it's kindred spirit kind of stuff. You just either like yeah, somebody or you Yeah, that's what I call it, don't. just kindred spirit. Yeah, we probably live past well, you can tell together. You get a gut feeling about people. Usually when you first meet somebody, you get a gut feeling about them, and usually it's the right feeling. I mean, you can tell a lot by, you know, listening to, I call it my gut feeling, but it's actually your heart chakra. From what I understand, but I don't know for sure. You know, well, I just call it my gut feeling. Vibration from your yeah. People talk with their heart. Well, everything kids, breaks down to vibration. Yeah, 
the kids say get out of your brain or get out of your mind and get back in your heart because when you start judging and thinking reality, you start postulating uh, possible pros and cons or do's and don'ts or negatives, positives. But if you're just with your heart, you just feel and know. It's like be still and know or let go and let God is the essence of life that which is the divine spark and spirit in all of us is like we're all little raindrops that come down to earth and become part of the rain or hit the leaves and then go into little streams and then rivers and maybe lakes and some come on down and Mississippi River and drain down to the Gulf and out to the oceans and that's like it is with humans this energy uh, the alien stargate pyramids and the human voltage each of us we're uh, powering the planet with uh, human energy which sounds logical however because we can't live without it it's just we haven't accepted it as a normal thought process in everyday life unless you're in the medical field and even them inside don't like to get too wrapped up in the reality of that we are electrical charged batteries <laughs> in our containers. Apparently Panasonic's going to look into it, battery charging. So uh, we were going to talk about that with Dr. Sam. He's gotten to be quite the expert with the pyramids and the energy and the sound and uh, the electricity of going with certain people. And the energy five feet out. And we did talk about uh, in our esoteric world, metaphysical world, the chakra balancing. Or nowadays, they, in the ascension age, they call it the ascension process of learning how to manage your energy through your kundalini and your nervous system up your back spine. And it comes from the lower chakras, and we call them seven in minimum, and we uh, that's the minimum. Again, we've gone to 10 so we can do interdimensional travel. But those are uh, start at the base of your spine. You're, you're basically where you sit on your derriere, and that we call that red. And uh, that's why Ahmad mentioned chakras. But we use the seven colors of the rainbow because we can see those. And uh, the chakra balancing system, but we have chakra colors. And a lot of us have done the esoteric world and the metaphysical world, and we call ourselves metaphysicians. And we have made the American Communications Online Group with the ACO Association and the UFO Secret Space by ACO Club and TJ Mars Agency and uh, TJ Mars ET Radio, which you're listening to now. We also share in the Cosmos uh, radios. Uh, blog talk radio we have cosmos connection psychic awakening with aco club and uh, the Teresa j mars ministries is is more about metaphysicians conscious soul energy and i discussed that once with Stuart swerdlow and everybody is working together as their own inter-battery container how much energy uh, it's getting to be quite the trending thing with the Bosnian pyramids and bringing people from all over the world together to see what they don't even have to speak to each other whether they get in a circle and resonate and walk through the circle of the flower of life and getting their groups 
And uh, we like to put groups of 12 so we can make portals and stargates around the 13, and the fire can be the 13, uh, and Jesus could be the 13, and the portals to the stargate can be the 13, and CERN, how it works, uh, the electrical process, when they fire up and split it, it goes into actually the flower of life. What did you call that, Ahmed? Was it the flower of life? Is that what you said? Sacred? You know, when it spins off? Yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's the Fibonacci sequence. It's the Fibonacci, flower of life. F-I. Fibonacci. Fibo. F-I-B-O-N-A-C-C-I. Fibonacci. Now, that's the Fibonacci spiral sequence in nature. And the golden yeah. spiral, yeah, that's what you're talking about. So there's a set of numbers, and we use those with Dr. Sam in our metaphysical world, our ACE Metaphysical Institute, our Invisible College. So the Fibonacci spiral is a set of numbers that sparks with one or zero, and that's followed by the rule that's based on that each number in, in, in this sequence is called a Fibonacci number is equal to the sum of the preceding two numbers. All right? And that's called the Fibonacci spiral or the golden spiral in a logarithmic spiral. So uh, interestingly enough, it's used in everything in nature in golden spiral. So uh, what is this Fibonacci spiral? They, we see it in the galaxy. It, it starts with one. One one and two equals three. Two and three equals five. Five and three equals eight. Eight and five equals thirteen. It just keeps climbing. And they have the shape and spiral galaxies. Uh, and NASA uses uh, projects with uh, the Fibonacci sequence, watching the number. Adding up the two numbers before it. So starting, like you said, zero, 01, it goes zero, 01, and then <clears throat> 1 and 1 is 2, 1 and 2 is 3, 3 and 5 is 8, 8 and 13 is 21, and 21 and 13 is 34. And it keeps going, like Ahmed said. Now, yeah, when you, if you plot it on a, on a square chart with, with boxes equally to that, fig, or that figure, it creates a spiral. Okay, so we have uh, different squares, uh, a geometric square, and the sum of the previous two. Isn't that interesting? So two times two, and then three times three, five times five, eight times eight, 13 times 13. Now, uh, that's interesting that it works with the connection and the nature of the world. And we also see that in a Nautilus shell, which I find, I've used that in some of my little movies or little things I make, uh, the Nautilus shell, and in a spiral galaxy, how uh, a spiral galaxy, and then that was in the park that I had in this other conscious world, how I time traveled. So I'm a galactic spirit, I guess, (laughs) and it's a logarithmic spiral. Uh, golden ratio of numbers of the Fibonacci sequence. So uh, you can walk that forward and backwards for to increase or decrease energy. And so 
they've learned that the golden spiral is used in quarter circle arcs, and it's inscribed in squares of the integer Fibonacci number side, sign for square sizes. So uh, they use that. You can look it up on Wikipedia, folks. But uh, it's, uh, let me see if I can find, F-I-B-O-N-A-C-C-I, spiral. And this is what we're going to be talking about with uh, the universal uh, terraforming of planets and galaxies with the alien stargate and how we can appear to appreciate nature once again and the infrastructure of our consciousness evolving. And it's actually evolving in a Fibonacci, Fibonacci spiral or the golden spiral, uh, which is the same as the Fibonacci spiral. So you heard it here, folks. It's common. We're not making this up. This is – what would you say this, man? This is like a – it's not a theory. It's an accepted practice, right? But what is it? We use oh, it no, it's math. a mathematical it. equation. Okay, okay. So uh, we use it in uh, Fibonacci numbers and applied mathematics. And we use it in our esoteric world. In our ACO club, we have a spiritual metaphysical group, spiritual science group. And uh, Dr. Sam could explain this much, much more. Uh, hopefully, we'll get him back. Or we'll, like you said, we could do a pre recorded since he's so extremely busy. And he really was showing up, but he must have got delayed on the plane from Quebec to Houston on the 21st. And we're going to be. Uh, Really disappointed that he didn't show up, but that's we'll work it out, folks. But you know, man, we need to do a video with him anyway because he's so busy. And uh, Ahmad and I say we're not the best looking people to be on, but he's got a very nice face and he assists us with self development in our ACO club, Ace Folk Life, ACO Association, UFO Association, and our archivist, and how we are going to be putting together the pyramids in our cosmos. Uh, and how the Fibonacci, Fibonacci spiral is so important to us. Um, Ahmed, how do we uh, explain that? Should we write it up? In our, we can use it in our story for sure, but the Fibonacci sequence. Oh, it's, it's, yeah, it's used in everything. I mean, even it's you – know, I mean, the – it's just everywhere. I mean, it's part of nature. It's one of them equations that uh, help explain our reality. And we'll be using that in our Alien Stargate organization. Now, Ahmad tonight was going to start with Dr. Sam, the Fibonacci sequence, working with our cells and our cerebellum, body's little brain, you know, figuring out how the electricity. And our bodies, and then the matrix works with the pyramids around the world. And uh, Dr. Sam is going around, as you guys know, you can go back and listen to his history of just this year alone, how much he travels. But they're learning of the ancient aliens and the ancient uh, cultures. And a lot of people don't want to admit that we may be extraterrestrials, some of us aliens. Are some of us ET hybrids or walk-ins? But uh, in the Ascension Age, these things aren't so uh, taboo anymore. Imagine when we start graduating up levels in the chakra balancing or the colors of the chakra or the 
ascension age and are leveling up. It's like in the game of life. Children are taught to work in virtual reality, and they're taught with games, and they learn to level up. So in real uh, reality, the way that we grew up, we didn't have all these games to level up in. We had to learn it in school, and we called it first, second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth, ninth, tenth, eleventh, twelfth. And then hopefully, if we made it through the 12 levels, we went to the next two, junior college, our uh, freshman, sophomore in college. And they had junior and senior even, so just like you do in high school. But they had, uh, after hopefully after two, at least you get four years of college. And uh, that was just to have a degree. And a master's degree is six more years after 12. So that means you've stayed 18 years leveling up in life yeah, that, before. Yeah, but that's what? not a measure of your intelligence. That's a measure of your academic memory. Leveling up, yeah. And so compared now with what we do with our ACO club, we level up with energy inside the matrix, but also talking ancient culture and new thought teachings, ancient wisdom and new thought teachings in the journey. We have a spiritual journey, each of us. And uh, we like to think about our essence and our soul. And uh, when we're going with all these algorithms reading us now in cyberspace, they're picking words you're using, such as, uh, let's take it down to the level of Facebook, social media for older people, Snapchat, Instagram. And these bots are following you around and crawl, spider crawlers. There's a whole new language we have to learn in cyberspace, and most people don't care to learn it. They just use the phones, and this is going to be the way of the future. And they're getting people basically used to holding a phone now, and you're going to, they don't even hardly use computers like they used to unless you're putting the data in. They don't want people putting data in anymore in that. They want the uh, computers writing the languages to tell us what to do, who, when, what, where, why, and how now. And so the computers will be thinking for us, and this generation uh, is going to find out that their children won't even remember what it was like. You know what I mean, Ahmed? These children, mine and your grandchildren right now, well, everybody after what year did the computers really take over? Windows 95. So we started paying attention when we could all really start thinking well to each other, wouldn't you say? I don't know when you, in your reality, but uh, I know when AOL got out there, American, American Online got out there to everybody, they started talking about talking to each other and didn't even know there was an Internet outside of America Online because people used it with their computers. They didn't know about good browsers, and there was a big browser war going on, how you would go around and find information. And uh, Mad uses others. There's DuckDuckGo and Amazon. Uh, uh, Amazon, with all the books are basically now, but there's uh, Firefox with various different languages. And you use Opera, and there was Safari, and uh, Microsoft has Bing, and uh, AT&T uh, decided to buy Yahoo or team up with Yahoo, and you use Yahoo as an e email and a browser. So now it's going to it's going to be completely different. 
and I don't know, we're going to apps. Everything's apps now. So we're changing everything. But here in cyberspace, my club is growing in web services and providing uh, tools to our members to help them graduate through these levels. But man, we're still trying to do it with the soul. What makes us different is we're willing to still show up and be counted as humans so they don't just have to talk to bots or people that have uh, algorithmic voices or you know the ones they're putting in the houses what are those called oh there's a lot of bots out there and it's hard to tell if you're speaking to an actual human or not yeah they call me on my phone sometimes and they sound just just like you know hello Teresa have you thought about it and I'm like well no and then they'll keep talking I'm like damn it got took again (laughs) dang up click but uh (laughs) Those things happen all the time now, folks, and it's really harder on the elders, the ones who are the baby boomers. But the kids seem to not mind it so much, but we're being programmed into – I'm not saying it's going to go away because it's not. But uh, from phones, we're going to go directly into not holding the phones anymore. And we've already gotten where we're wearing some things on our – we're wearing it on our wrist or on our glasses already because we were used to watches and glasses. And the next thing is like Ahmed was telling you and in his sci-fi book called Concern, and you can see it on YouTube on the Ahmed. Do you, you have it on your own, not American Communications Online that we've got together for our own company, but he has his own YouTube channel, and it's called Ahmed Painter. Is it not Ahmed? I'm going to go look. Oh, uh, yeah, it is. A-M-A-D. Painter, so uh, we write books, folks, and we're going to be putting what we know is true to us, but we're going to call it science fiction because a mad painter, it says 101 subscribers, 93 videos. Here you'll find videos of this show, a mad look at reality talk show from Affinity, J-I-M-Z, and ones of uh, I haven't really used the YouTube channel for very long. I I don't put very much up there. Yeah, I don't either. I mean, I've got a bunch of them, but it says there's a few. Yeah, there's a few old shows when I you know years that I did years ago, but nothing new as far as shows go. I've put some poetry up there, and I've put some a couple of short stories recently. That's it. Yeah, it says you've got RR as a brand. It goes to Freedom Slips. It looks like RR, but it must be Freedom Slip. Oh, RR is for Revolution Radio. It's in the right-hand corner. It says Find Us Here, and then it goes to Freedom Slips still. Now, uh, did you know it still goes to Freedom Slips? Is that – will it go down? It says 26. Oh, yeah. We're, we're we, own, we own both of them. Well, it's got 20, 2016 advertisements. It must be when he went over to. Yeah, freedom. I haven't. I haven't. Like I said, I haven't done anything up there in a long time except put up a couple of videos. That's it. Oh, okay. You may want to go on there and refresh everything and get it caught well, up. Every, on the, freedomslips.com is still a good URL. It still goes to Revolution Radio. Okay. Well, it's concern, C O N W C E R N, what we talked about. 
the last 30 minutes of the show, and it's by a mad painter. It's 35 minutes. Check it out. And please check out Dr. Sam Asmonagic and the Bosnian Pyramids, and we are uh, big advocates of learning how to use our energy and do time travel. So this little book, uh, it's free to the public, and it's called Con-CERN, and it's the beginning and the launching of our allied Stargate organization, and we are uh, science fiction writers and uh, authors and radio show hosts. So Ahmad has beautiful artwork. He does book covers. And he's working on mine as we speak, or at least the second one. We work, we got one. We got to get out. I just got to read it. So thank you for joining us tonight. And we will have Dr. Sam back as soon as I can record him, and then I'll just put it up, folks, to make up for this because that was an idea he had before he knew he was going to get stuck on an airplane between Quebec and Houston. A mad painter concern. Uh, great, great start on that with our series. And I hope that you will allow us to put that in our Allied Command Group. And our ally, I've got tonight Alien Stargate Organization, folks. Is that right? Alien Stargate Organization with Dr. Samus Monagic, Teresa J. Morris, and Thomas R. Becker, also known as T.R. Becker and a Mad Painter. So concern. Okay, so look it up on a Mad Painter YouTube. And we'll get that caught up with our T.J. Morris ET Radio and American Communications Online with Thomas R. Becker, Teresa J. Morris. Thank you, folks. We'll bring you back Dr. Sam as soon as he gets off that airplane and lets me know when we can record him. Oh, another day, another $9, I'm mad, so maybe we'll... (laughs) (laughs) Stuff hurts sometimes, but folks, love and light, and thank you for being my friend. I know it's hard because I'm... Yeah. All right. Thank you, Ahmed, and call me tomorrow if you can, okay? Got two more shows. Next two nights, folks. All right. All right. Good evening.